Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to 48 Hours ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Need more true crime in your life? An Audible membership can solve that. Audible is the ultimate destination for thrilling audio entertainment. As an Audible member, you could choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog. Don't miss The Serial Killer's Apprentice by Katherine Ramsland and Tracy Allman. It follows the true story of how Houston's deadliest murder turned a kid into a killer in training. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500. That's audible.com slash 48 hours or text 48 hours to 500-500 to try Audible free for 30 days. Audible.com slash 48 hours. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Real people. Real crimes. Real life drama. The Bureau is the premier law enforcement and national security agency in the world. The FBI is a very select organization. For you to become a member, you're a cut above. Arthur Gonzalez is a special agent with the Federal Bureau of Investigation. As FBI agents, you have to instinctively be able to know what to do when that sense of danger is upon you. 911, what I'd received a call from my supervisor. He advised me that there was a shooting. She just attacked me with a knife and I had to shoot her. Okay. Said there was an FBI agent involved. Where is the gun? It's on my holster. I, I'm a, an FBI agent. When she attacked you with a knife first? Yeah. I've already got help on the way. Fire, police, and rescue. I know you're getting sick, but can you start CPR for me again? Yeah. Arthur and Julie Gonzalez were living in separate homes. They were in the process of going through a divorce. Let me see your hands, step out of the residence. Art Gonzalez said he had come home. Put your hands on top of your head. He had found his wife inside their marital home, which she was not living at at the time. I knew her for so many years, and I never knew her to be confrontational. He said she attacked him with a knife. She never, ever, ever would have gone at anybody in anger like that. That just, it's not her. He thought Julie Gonzalez was a threat enough to him that he shot her four times. 
right, sir. We'll take care of that in a second. So when they enter the house, the knife is still in her hand. It's in her hand. Julie would not harm anybody, anything or anyone, period. Never. Never. Period. He's trying to be a victim. He's trying to get sympathy. Everything he does is calculated. What? What do you want me to say? Arthur Gonzalez had a girlfriend at the time. We find out later she was an employee with the FBI. Art was completely head over heels in love with this woman. This was not an issue of a relationship situation. It's a case of self-defense. We're federal agents. We don't shoot to kill. We shoot to eliminate a threat. This is the mother of his children. That's right, eliminating a threat that the mother of his children's trying to kill him. I'm Susan Spencer. Tonight on 48 Hours, eliminating the threat. A sense of safety is important to everyone, and that's why I want to talk to you about Simply Safe. It's an advanced security system that protects your entire home so you can rest easy. Simply Safe is completely customizable with advanced sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. You can have 24 7 professional home monitoring for less than $1 a day. So try Simply Safe for 60 days risk free. If you don't love it, you can return your system for a full refund. Plus, we're offering listeners 20% off any new Simply Safe system. When you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring, don't wait. Visit simplysafe.com/48hours. That's simplysafe.com/48hours. There's no safe like Simply Safe. If you're a fan of 48 Hours or true crime, looking to try on a case of your own, June's Journey is for you. A thrilling hidden object mystery game set against the backdrop of the 1920s. You play as June Parker, an amateur detective trying to unravel your sister's mysterious murder. As you dive into a world filled with twists and turns, trust no one. Every character could be hiding secrets. While you piece together the intricately woven plot, you'll collect crucial information in your photo album, turning suspicions into facts. And if you want help on the case, you can even join a detective club to collaborate or compete with fellow sleuths on hundreds of puzzles. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. My wife just attacked us, and I've been at the shooter. Soon after Art Gonzalez's frantic 911 call reporting that he'd shot his estranged wife, Julie, Stafford, Virginia police were sizing him up. By the time I got there, I had already heard that he was an FBI agent. I knew going into this that he would be well aware of what his rights would be. All right, Mr. Gonzalez, you go by Art. To Detective Todd Nozell's relief, Art was willing to talk and without a lawyer. Why don't you tell me what happened today? He said he'd taken the day off, had lunch with a friend, 
and gone home. To his shock, Julie was there. So I got there, I completely surprised that she was there. I'm like, what the f- are you doing here? Julie said she'd come to pick up some clothes. She'd moved out six months earlier after Art filed for divorce. And she'd willingly given him custody of the kids for now. But the couple was still in contentious negotiations and things were moving very slowly. And I said, we need to talk about what's going on with the divorce since you're here. Essentially, it's over. We we need to, to complete this process. He basically says, I don't love you anymore. They're standing in the kitchen, and then she launches a a knife attack. That is a mean-looking knife. It's intimidating. She attacked me, or she came at me. I put up my arm. She came back at me again. He said he just reacted. I just reacted and opened my oven and fired by a shot. That's really the extent of what happened. And is there anything that makes you say, wait a minute, uh, no, no. It's a perfectly plausible explanation. Right. A strange wife in the home, knife in the wife's hands. Yeah, on face value, it could possibly be that. He seemed upset when I told him that Julie Gonzalez was dead. I got some, some bad news. Uh, she's, she's dead. She, he sobbed. Yeah. With four bullets pumped into her chest from Art's FBI-issued gun, Julie never had a chance. Her parents, Ray and Marietta Cerna, were both heartbroken and bewildered. I couldn't comprehend. Why would he do that? They weren't even living together. She picked up a knife and lunged for him, came at it. Why is that impossible? Uh, Because that wasn't her character. That's not who she was. Julie was a gentle lady that wouldn't even hurt a fly. fly. The Cernas remember the little girl who grew up in Socorro, New Mexico, who got along with everyone, always active and confident. She would tackle anything in the world, and she'd be successful at it. She could do anything. She was in her high school's homecoming court, attended college in northern New Mexico, and in 1995 married her college sweetheart, Art Gonzalez, who later joined the FBI as a field agent in California. He became one of the family. We saw him as almost a son. Art next became an FBI agent in Texas before rising to supervisor in the Las Cruces, New Mexico field office in 2005. The couple had two boys, and then in 2010, they moved to Stafford, Virginia, after Art received a promotion to teach ethics at the FBI Academy. Obviously, people saw something extra in him. Absolutely. His supervisor, Doug Merrill, became a close friend as did Doug's wife, Jen. A person comes into the bureau to serve the public. I saw he had the same motivation, dedication, compassion, and abilities that I had. And Art was one of the good ones. Meanwhile, Julie had taken a job as a teller at a local bank. The Merrills both had reservations about her. Julie was troubled. Was that apparent to you from the first time you met her? Yes. In what way? She had some substance abuse, and you could tell. Doug says the shooting was tragic for everyone involved. My first thoughts were, my goodness, 
this is the worst thing that I've ever could encounter for a friend and their family. Yet he insists Art did exactly what the FBI trained him to do. Four bullets was not excessive. In fact, it was restrictive. Agents are trained to shoot more bullets and then assess the situation. So you think if you had been in the same situation, you would have done the same thing? Yeah, I believe if someone was trying to kill me. Not someone, Jennifer. If my <laughs> wife was trying to kill me and I could not do anything else, and I had to use deadly force. I would have had to, and I'd have to live with that the rest of my life. When Art Gonzalez explained why he shot Julie, he was succinct, both on the 911 call. She just attacked me with a knife and I had to shoot her. And with Detective Nozal. I mean, I haven't been there more than 10 minutes. It was a very limited story without a lot of detail, the way he told it. He was far more expansive when it came to Julie's problems. Four years ago, it was, it was nightmarish. Um, you, you know, she, uh, <clears throat> she started drinking. He really bashed Julie Gonzalez in that interview room. It was all negative about Julie. Especially her drinking. I'd come home, I'd have to make dinner. She'd be, you know, passed out on the couch. Is it beer, wine, liquor, all of, all of the above? Everything, vodka. While Art Gonzalez was talking, the police were searching his house. We had an incident where there were two people in the home. One of them's dead, and uh, I'm getting one side of the story. What they found convinced the detective there might be more to this story than what Gonzalez was letting on. They found uh, ladies' panties in the master bedroom. Um, it's a friend of mine who's been staying over every once in a while and a much more complicated explanation of how Julie Gonzalez died. You think she didn't have the knife? You think she didn't attack him? You basically think this whole thing is made up? Yes. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Agent Art Gonzalez took his prestigious teaching job in Virginia, he and Julie lived a quiet life in Las Cruces, New Mexico. 
The couple's two young sons kept Julie busy at home, except for a few months each fall, when she'd help out at a local Halloween store. She was beautiful and charismatic. I mean, people just loved her. Did you want her boss, Kim Scott, and co-worker, Leah Lucero. Her loyalty was incredible. I knew when I wasn't there, she had my back. We talked about everything. We talked about our kids. We talked about our marriages, our family. She loved her boys. She was a great mother. But they were leery of Julie's husband. He just wasn't friendly. And they say he kept Julie on a very tight rein, even monitoring the hours she worked. He would call my cell phone repeatedly if he couldn't get a hold of her. Redial, redial, redial. And he would yell in the phone at me saying, you know, where is Julie? Why isn't she home? Interrogating me. And he would show up at the store often as many as four times a day. I wondered, what does he do as an FBI agent? What is his job that he has so much time to hang out here? But what got her, Kim says, was Art's belittling of his own wife in front of their kids. We would hear him say things about her to the boys. Don't listen to your mother, she's stupid. He would tell them, your mom has no money. She's never going to amount to anything. Art Gonzalez refused our repeated request for an on-camera interview so he could tell his own story. Instead, he referred us to others to talk about his character. And indeed, they all agreed he was a devoted father, saddled with a wife who was drinking so much she wasn't even taking care of her children. Her behavior was becoming a little bit more bizarre and strange and they were concerned because that was their mother. No, I just saw her every time drinking too much. I never, ever saw her drunk. I never saw her have more than one or two drinks at a time. I think anybody in her position would drink a lot more than she did. She was not an alcoholic. But Art insists Julie had a drinking problem, a point made repeatedly during the police interview just hours after the shooting. She's absolutely volatile. When she's drinking, she's impossible. And he had photos to prove it. Scores of pictures taken on his cell phone to document just how bad her drinking had become. But by that point, as evidenced in this video, the marriage was over. I'm asking you to please get down. I'm asking you not to leave me. Julie, that's I'm not an option. I'm asking you to stay. Art says Julie was so unstable that she'd almost attacked him with a knife once before. She's kind of tomato with a knife. I mean, like she was about to come at me with, with, with a knife, and she threw a tomato across the floor or across the, the room. You said you got a picture of that then? I got a picture of the tomato. Police searching his house were less interested in tomatoes than in what they found in Art's bedroom, women's underwear and some mail. The name on the mail was Carecast. And all about the morality police, you know? Like, are you guys, you guys hooking up? Are you guys... We're, we're, we're good friends. Very good friends. Art captured this shot on his cell phone just a few days before he shot Julie dead. You guys having sex and stuff like that? Okay, okay. Carecast turns out to be an employee with the FBI. What did you find out about this relationship? It was probably the worst kept secret at the FBI Academy. Ironically, Art was teaching that ethics class when their on-again, off-again affair had started around the time Art filed for divorce. Nosal points to a rambling nine-page love letter found in Gonzalez's office. There's poems, there's quotes. <laughs> Seriously. 
<laughs> I probably wasn't off the Academy grounds before it had been referred to as the Manifesto. Art had even picked a name for their future daughter. It has things in there such as him talking about dreams, when they're together, what baby names they'll have if they have kids. There's a drawing of a love molecule. Almost 36 hours before the shooting, while snooping through her phone, Art found pictures of Kara with another man. At 3 o'clock in the morning, he had found pictures of Kara, provocative shots, and some of those pictures was an FBI agent based in Indianapolis. Arthur Gonzalez, being a guy who likes to be in control, has now found out that his 24-year-old girlfriend is seeing another agent. That part of his life is spiraling out of control. What is the FBI policy on having an affair with a coworker? The policy is very simple. Keep it out of the office. But his friend Doug Merrill insists the shooting of Julie Gonzalez had nothing to do with Art's obsession with Kara Cast and everything to do with the knife Art says Julie had. So when Art says there was nothing I could do, I couldn't even say stop, she was trying to kill me. That's pretty self-evident. Not to Teresa Smith, a neighbor who was with Julie about an hour before she died. I invited her over to the house and she picked up some Chinese food for us and came over. Teresa says she served not a drop of alcohol at lunch and in fact, the autopsy found no trace of alcohol in Julie's system. Teresa also remembers her friend as upbeat that day saying the marriage was over and she was ready to move on, Julie had decided to spare the kids and not even fight for custody. She said, well, I'm just going to say this, and then that's the end of it. And she said, I've decided that I'm not going to go after the boys. I'll just wait until they're ready to come see me. She was sad, but kind of looking forward to the future. Not a picture of a distraught woman about to attack her ex-husband. Teresa just didn't believe Art's story for a minute. None of it makes sense. It sounds like something out of a textbook. He says it is out of a textbook. He says this is textbook training that he, it just kicked yeah, in. Yeah, that's not the textbook I'm talking about. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm talking about the textbook that says, you know, this is how you investigate a murder. This is how you set up the scene. The authorities agreed. Just three weeks after police marched him from the house where he shot his wife to death, Special Agent Arthur Gonzalez was arrested and charged with murder. The only evidence that Julie Gonzalez came at Art Gonzalez with a knife comes from Art Gonzalez. And now Stafford County's Commonwealth Attorney Eric Olson is determined to prove murder in the court of law. This case, says Olson, was never about self-defense. Two worlds came together that day, and the result of those two worlds coming together was the death of Julie Gonzalez. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. 
you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. March 2014, one year after Art Gonzalez shot and killed his estranged wife, Julie, the 18-year FBI veteran found himself on trial for her murder. No cameras allowed in the courtroom. He used a firearm to defend against a knife, and he shot four times. His attorney, Mark Gardner, knew from the start that a self-defense argument would be a tough sell. Many people's first reaction to it is, oh my God, you shot her four times. That's excessive. What did you have in your arsenal to counteract this? Physical evidence. Evidence like the pattern of the shots Art fired into Julie's chest. The tight grouping of the shots is consistent with his training, which is basically to fire until the threat is ended. She came at him suddenly and he put up his hand to push her away, suffered a superficial wound on his left forearm. She came back at him and he shot her. But prosecutor Kristen Bird was sure none of that ever happened. She says Gonzalez staged the whole scene, from putting the knife in Julie's hand down to pretending to be sick when he called 911. The scene really didn't add up. There was no vomit anywhere, and, and I would have sworn after listening to that call that he had been throwing up all over the kitchen. You want me to count with you? I can, or if you want to count out loud, if it helps you. Art says he was only dry heaving. Try to keep doing CPR for me, okay? I know you're trying. As to his claim of doing CPR, Bird says if he did it, he was amazingly neat about it, considering that Julie had been shot four times. I would have expected more blood on the body. I would have expected blood on his hands. I would have expected blood on his clothes. We watched the cruiser video, watching him come out of the house. He looked pristine. He did not look like a man who had been doing CPR for 10 minutes on his wife. And then there is the question of the gun itself and where it was when Art had lunch that day with, as he first put it to detectives, a friend. He and Kara have lunch. His whole life was Caracast. Security camera video shows him with his girlfriend, and he was not wearing his holster. If he didn't have the gun on his hip, he didn't draw it from the holster and shoot Julie Gonzalez in response to some deadly threat. At what point does he put on his gun? He, uh, I think he put on his gun after he shot her. He says he put his gun on when he got back from lunch and before he got into his car. Why? because he was trained to wear his gun normally. Why didn't he wear it to lunch? Uh, he had taken it off, not intending to go to lunch, and then changed his mind and went to lunch and didn't put it on. At trial, Art testified that just before Julie came at him, she asked him a strange question. Does Kara know the boys? So Art says? Art says yes. And that's the catalyst. I can't crawl inside her mind and say that I know that's what provoked her to lose control and attack him. But the sequence of events is that they had that very brief conversation 
and then she attacked him with a knife and he shot her. After eight days of testimony, the jury struggled through almost 26 hours of deliberation. It was one of the longest jury deliberations that I've been a part of. You just agonize over it. I've never seen a jury work harder, but at the end of the day, we, uh, we had a hung jury. A hung jury. Mm -hmm. A very lopsided hung jury. Ten votes to acquit and only two to convict. I think the witnesses who testified about use of force were pretty compelling. But the state would not let go. Ten months later, the Commonwealth of Virginia tried Art Gonzalez a second time with a new jury, but the same judge. Both sides presented many of the same arguments. Gonzalez testified again about Julie's drinking and her irresponsible behavior. Julie, please get down. No. Yes. No and said again, when she came at him with that knife, he had no choice. We're not saying that she's an evil person, but we're saying that she's human. She lost control of herself for whatever reason. We are saying that. At the second trial, juror Mary McDonald questions whether Art was really wounded defending himself. The scratches on his arms definitely weren't very deep. As for Art's torrid affair with Kara Cast, It's obnoxious to date somebody super hot because women throw themselves all over him. It's obnoxious. Kara did not testify at Art's trial. I sat there and thought to myself that, wow, why would you do that? Why would you be so open, especially when you're going through a divorce? I felt that he wasn't thinking clearly with his brain. It was definitely the wrong thing to do at the wrong time. Mary was inclined to believe Julie had drinking problems, but she knew there was no alcohol in Julie's system the day she died. She was trying to get her life back. She was actually trying to do what was right for herself and get better. Her fellow juror, Paul Brastrom, wondered who better to cover up a crime than an FBI agent. If there was anybody that could try and pull something like this off, he's a guy that would have all the answers. This is what he does for a living. So if anybody would know how to stage Absolutely. a crime scene, you thought a yes. well-trained FBI agent Right, would. that was in our thought process. But unlike the first jury, this one heard some startling new evidence from an expert who testified that one of the bullets that hit Julie was stopped by a hard, flat surface meaning she was on the floor when it was fired. She wasn't up against a wall. The only possible explanation is she was on the floor when that shot was delivered to her. What you're describing then is more like an execution. I'm saying that she was shot on the floor. To say that undermined Art's story is an understatement. That certainly created a completely different issue that we had to deal with. That was huge. Yes, it was huge. It is also a huge leap in logic, says Gardner, who produced his own expert to testify that the bullet could have been stopped by something as simple as Julie's bra. We know that there was an altercation there, and we have a, a knife in Julie's hand, but with four gunshots in her. The challenge for the second jury is the same as the first. Determine both the how of Julie Gonzalez's death and the why. We're starting to see this darker side of this otherwise 
stunning special agent. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then, there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Faced with the mountain of confusing and contradictory evidence in the second Gonzalez murder trial, the jury again struggles to figure out what it all means. I couldn't come to a conclusion as to whether she was on the floor or not. After just one day, worried prosecutors make a major concession, withdrawing the murder charge, giving the jury the option of voting for manslaughter. We were hoping that they were stuck between murder and manslaughter, and that if we took murder off the table, it would signal to those dug in for murder that we just wanted the conviction at this point. It doesn't work. The jurors stay stuck. And that afternoon announced that they too are deadlocked, again, at 10 to two. But this time, 10 to convict. I felt he was guilty. Only two to acquit. I just didn't feel that they could prove that she didn't attack him. A seemingly triumphant Art Gonzalez heads home carrying his youngest son on his shoulders, perhaps underestimating prosecutor Eric Olson's determination. We felt that the truth was coming out and that in a third trial we could get a verdict. There will be a third trial. No chance of another hung jury because this time there is no jury. Both sides agree to a bench trial with some camera access and with Judge Sarah Denicky, who already has heard this case twice, deciding Art's fate. So now we have a situation where the judge is literally the judge and jury. Um, correct. Meanwhile, Art Gonzalez is free on bond and living with his sons in the very house where he shot his estranged wife. Even with this reduced charge of manslaughter, he still could face 10 years behind bars. And that, says his friend Doug Merrill, is a scary prospect for a loving dad and his sons. How do you think he's holding up? How is he feeling? It's amazing to me that he's even holding up at all. At his third trial, defense attorney Mark Gardner uses Art's FBI training to defend what happened. His witnesses say the reflex to react ingrained in FBI agents is what keeps them alive. What about the fact that Art fired four shots? Four shots with a handgun against an advancing attacker is very often insufficient to stop that attack. You want some coffee, Marietta? 
Julie's parents, who have traveled across the country from New Mexico three times for these trials, aren't buying it. He's not taking accountability for what he does. What he wants you to believe is Julie is responsible for her own death. It was very difficult to look at art when I got on the stand. FBI agent Janet Johnson, who worked with Art in New Mexico, says Art confided something to her before he moved to Virginia. If I divorce her in New Mexico, she gets 50% of everything I have. He goes, that's not going to happen. I'm going to lure her to Virginia, and the laws are much more favorable to the man in Virginia. Art's attorney Mark Gardner says the physical evidence of what happened that day is the only evidence that counts. Evidence like the gunshot residue. There was gunshot residue both on Art's hands and on Julie's hands. There was gunshot residue on the knife. All of that's consistent with his claim that she attacked him, was in close proximity to him when the weapon was fired. Prosecutors agree the physical evidence is the key and are hoping the judge will grasp it better than the two hung juries apparently did. They bring back their star witness. Marcella F. Fierro. Dr. Fierro is the renowned forensic pathologist who says Julie was flat on the floor when at least one of the shots was fired. What makes her so sure? This bullet then exited the back partially. It exited and then popped back in because it has a short exit. This is the bullet Dr. Fierro is referring to. It means that the back was against something firm or hard. And that something, prosecutors say, was the kitchen floor. But as in the previous two trials, the defense maintains the bra Julie was wearing could have stopped that bullet. Nonsense, says Fierro. Could a bra cause shoring? The answer to that is yes, but not the bra on this lady. She is unshakable under cross-examination. What would change your mind? A video. But defense forensic pathologist Donald Jason is just as sure. I believe it, it happens with bras like she was wearing. Even more surprising is this witness, who typically testifies for the prosecution. Dr. Jennifer Bowers is the state pathologist. Do you believe the bra that you saw on Julie when she was brought to the medical examiner's office uh, could have caused that shorn? It's possible, yes, sir. In his closing arguments, Attorney Gardner underscores the dilemma of dueling experts. I will go to my grave questioning how any forensic pathologist can say a 40 caliber bullet shot into Julie's body exited her back with enough force to hit the floor and cause shoring of that wound, uh, and there's no evidence that the bullet struck the floor. Julie charged at him, according to him, surprised him. He looked up, he put his arm up, and he pushed her away. He tried to create distance. She got her balance and immediately came right back at him. He pulled his weapon and he fired, exactly like he's been trained to do. I maintain that there's no real evidence to contradict Art's claim about what happened in that kitchen. But Prosecutor Olson says nothing Art Gonzalez says can be trusted. It is not a coincidence that the track of 
Marcia Gonzalez's relationship with Kara Cast is the track of the divorce. It was May, right at the beginning of May, is when he fell in love with Kara Cast, despite all his pro protestations to the contrary. What happens mid-May, after he's fallen in love with Kara Cast? He goes to see a divorce lawyer. What happens in June of that year? He files for a divorce. Mr. Gonzalez has lied repeatedly in this courtroom. He's lied about when the romantic relationship started and when the sexual relationship started. He's manipulative. He's devious. Two years after this once respected FBI agent shot his wife to death, he is about to learn his fate. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Audible is the destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Allow your imagination to be piqued by stories that are brought to life through captivating sound design, eerie soundscapes, and dynamic performances. As an Audible member, you'll be able to keep your heart rate up month after month because you can choose one title a month to keep from the entire catalog, including the latest bestsellers and new releases. If you're in the mood for a shocking psychological thriller, check out None of This is True by Lisa Jewell. Embrace brand new exclusive thrillers from bestselling authors who are guaranteed to keep you gripped. New members can try Audible free for 30 days. Visit audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. That's audible.com slash thrill or text thrill to 500-500. The only thing that, that I'm 100% sure of is that Julie Gonzalez should not be dead. The prosecution had flown in Julie's New Mexico friends to testify, and after two hung juries and three trials, they're confident that this time justice will be served. Leah and I just grasped each other and we thought, oh my God, it's finally done. There is no rational or reasonable explanation for what happened in that house on August 19th. But Judge Sarah Denicky seems in no hurry to deliver her decision. It was excruciating. I'd be lying if I didn't say that. For openers, the judge clearly doesn't believe Art's story about trying to resuscitate Julie after he shot her. The defendant reported performing CPR on the, the victim, on Julie, and um, I find that very doubtful, given the evidence that I've heard here. But then uh, the she pivots and begins dismantling the prosecution's case point by point. We have to address the issue of Caracast. Um, the court finds that the evidence of the relationship with this girlfriend is irrelevant to this finding. There was not one single piece of evidence that is relevant to motive or motivation. His girlfriend, what he considered the love of his life, he found out that she was going with someone else that couldn't have played a part in his mind when he killed Juliandra. You know, that to her, it didn't matter. 
Now, the evidence is that that bullet was somehow caught in the clothing. Frankly, I find that weird. It's not significant in terms of making a determination as to whether or not this um, crime occurred or this killing occurred in self-defense. This is not relevant. That's not relevant. She went through a whole list of what she found was irrelevant. All the things that happened to him made him unstable, distraught. She, she said that didn't matter. Nor do the dueling expert witnesses sway the judge. They do not vary on the facts. They all agree that there were four shots. What apparently does matter to the judge is the gunshot residue on Julie Gonzalez's hands, which leads her to conclude that Julie indeed may have attacked Art Gonzalez. The gunpowder residue is consistent with the defendant's version of the victim holding a knife as he fired the weapon. There's no other explanation as to how she could have gunpowder residue on her hands. Accepting that Art's story could be true, she announces her verdict, sounding almost reluctant. I have no choice but to find the defendant not guilty of the crime of manslaughter. When she says those final words are not guilty, my heart sinks, you know, you're just t totally devastated. It was disbelief, shock. It, it was a miscarriage of justice. And it is more than prosecutor Kristen Bird can take. You were sobbing. I had heard the family gasp behind me at the end of the um, reading of the verdict. And it was hard to know that for a split second there at the end, they thought he was going to be found guilty. Despite the outcome, Prosecutor Olson defends trying Gonzalez three times. We believed strongly that he was uh, uh, culpable and guilty of the death of Julie Gonzalez, and we wouldn't have prosecuted the case if we had any doubt. A free man at last, Gonzalez quickly exits the courthouse, his family shielding him from view. His sister, Arlene, stood by him throughout the entire ordeal. It's a relief, and our family is very happy. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> you seem overwhelmed. With I'm very overwhelmed right now. Thank you, God. Art showed up uninvited when we talked with his lawyer. He didn't want to join the interview, but he kept his ear to the door for the entire time. In the end, Art Gonzalez would only talk about his reaction to the verdict. I'm sorry, can you for a second? Ms. Fetcher, what, what, what did you think? I'm, I'm kind of hearing through the door and stuff, but what did the prosecutors allege I did right after the verdict was read? Nothing. I didn't. Oh. Nothing. I she didn't no, I asked, she asked I said I couldn't see. Oh. I said I was sitting behind you oh, and I, I couldn't see, and I uh, asked I what your reaction was. I looked up and I thank God. Without God and the people he's put in my life, there's no way I could have made it. You can come say that to me. <laughs> I will. <laughs> well, how about now? because <laughs> no, I gotta no. go take my son to. to Gonzalez never did sit down with us. Now a single parent, he says he's stretched thin. Plus, the FBI fired him for what it said was a lack of candor during the murder investigation.
His life has been in limbo since this happened. He's been without work. He's been unemployable. He's essentially lost all his assets. His house is up for sale. But you'll find little sympathy for Art Gonzalez in Julie's hometown of Socorro, New Mexico. Not in my worst nightmare did I ever... Ever think that this would happen? ...think that we, we would be going through something like this. Her parents can only take comfort in their faith and their memories. What will you miss most about her? Her gentleness, her, her good nature, her wittiness. Once very close to their grandsons, Julie's parents say they hardly get to see them now. We lived for, for, for our grandchildren. I was her teddy bear. What more can I say? We love them, and we'll always love them. Through three trials, they believed in their hearts that the FBI agent who killed their daughter would go to prison for it. Now, they believe something else entirely. Art Gonzalez is guilty of murder, and he got away with it. I'll believe that to the day I die. Kara Cast married the other FBI agent she was involved with. The couple now have a child. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to the 48 Hours podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com slash survey. If you're listening to this podcast, then chances are good you are a fan of The Strange, Dark, and Mysterious. And if that's the case, then I've got some good news. We just launched a brand new Strange, Dark, and Mysterious podcast called Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries. And as the name suggests, it's a show about medical mysteries, a genre that many fans have been asking us to dive into for years, and we finally decided to take the plunge, and the show is awesome. In this free weekly show, we explore bizarre, unheard of diseases, strange medical mishaps, unexplainable deaths, and everything in between. Each story is totally true and totally terrifying. Go follow Mr. Ballin's Medical Mysteries wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're a Prime member, you can listen early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts.